0: Welcome to PRSA, the podcast of the Houston chapter of the Public Relations Society of America. On PRSA, we spotlight our talented members and get to know each other a little better. If you are a PRSA Houston chapter member and don't get a chance to network as much as you would like or are unable to attend our in-person events, here's your chance to connect with your fellow members. Hello, and welcome to PRSA. I'm Veronica V. Sofer, and I have the pleasure of introducing all of our amazing PRSA Houston chapter members to each other on the podcast here on PRSA, which is the official podcast of our chapter. And I uh, love the opportunity to connect folks. So Whether we're in person or we are connecting via the podcast, it's important that our network of members stay connected with each other. So with that, I'm going to bring on our guests in just a second. But before I do, make sure you hit subscribe. We don't want you to miss any episodes of PR Say. This is how we stay connected. If you are watching on YouTube or Facebook, drop us some comments. So we'll go ahead and bring on Samantha. She is joining us. Hello. Welcome so much to PR Say.
1: Hi, how are you today?
0: I'm so very excited about today because I don't think we've had a chance to meet, whether in person or virtually. So I'm excited about our conversation today.
1: Well, awesome. No, we have not had a chance to meet. So this is just as exciting for me as it is for you.
0: Oh, awesome. So tell us, you where are you? You're in the Chambers County area and uh, you're the PIO. So tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Sure. So my name is Samantha Humphrey. I am located in Chambers County, Texas, which is about an hour east of Houston and an hour west of the Jefferson County or Beaumont, you know, Louisiana border. So we're kind of sandwiched right between those two metroplexes. And like you said, um, I am the public information officer, but I always joke and say that the smaller the jurisdiction, the more hats you wear. So I'm actually also the director of economic development and grant management as well.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a lot of hats that you, that you wear. So yeah, so tell us a little bit about your journey and how you got out that way and, and your background, because I, I don't know that I've met another PIO who's also over economic development, because those are generally two different skill sets. Yeah, they are.
1: Um, and actually, PR was my path. And then economic development was kind of the secondary hat that I took on. Um, if I had pictured my life, I would have thought that I'd have been working in PR or in advertising or marketing. um, And that is not where my road has led. Um, (laughs) I'm actually from Chambers County. I like to say that my family is one of the founding members of the county. We've been here since the 1700s. Um, I graduated from Anowak High School and I actually have the opportunity to serve on the board of directors or board of trustees now as a school board member, which is a
0: Well, thank you for your service. That's awesome. Awesome.
1: Yeah, I enjoy it. It's a great opportunity. Um, But I graduated here in 2009 and went on to UT Austin. I majored in public relations, got my bachelor of science and um, some family circumstances um, led to me coming back here to Chambers County. And I actually started out with the county in um, the Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service, kind of focusing on community building and capacity building within my community. Um, in 2018, I was asked if I wanted to move over into my current role as Director of Economic Development and Grant Management, uh, and I took that leap of faith. And that actually came before PIO. Um, I kind of happened into becoming the public information officer for the county. Um, we had a another staff member that was serving in that role. Um, Chambers County is still really rural. We're less than 50,000 population wise. Um, And so we didn't need a full-time PIO, we didn't have a full-time PIO, and the person that was performing that job was doing an excellent job, but we were only utilizing that during disasters, and so we had no regular communication with our audience, um, which is incredibly important for the um, private sector, but even more so for the public sector, because we are... um, beholden to the public as taxpayers who fund our organization, but also my upper management commissioner's court is beholden to the public because they're who elect them. And so um, during Tropical Storm Imelda, they asked if I would come into the Emergency Operations Center and serve as Deputy PIO because I did specialize prior to this kind of career path in social media. And so that's mm-hmm. where they needed me to help out was in, in amping up our social media presence and getting that information out. I and mean, we all know that 55% of adult Americans get their news from social media. That's right. Yep. Huge, yeah. Yeah. So I kind of started there, and then, um, you know, we were in the EOC for a couple months during Tropical Storm Imelda. Six months later, found myself back in the EOC for COVID-19, and at that time, our previous PIO transitioned into a different role, and so our county judge asked if I would kind of take over the helm as the public information officer. So like I said, totally secondary to my job. I'd been in my role as economic development director for a year before I was ever the PIO. Um, But since then, um, I've really found a lot of enjoyment and a lot of fulfillment in this role because it is my passion. It's what I went to college for. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's given me an opportunity to really kind of build communities and to expand those communities that we interact with on a daily basis. Um, And so one of the tasks that I undertook immediately was transitioning from a disaster only to um, as much full-time as I can. I do have another Mm -hmm. task that I'm responsible for, but (laughs) We've increased our um, news releases. We've increased public communication. We've increased our social media presence. And what I've now found is that it's no longer just during disasters; it's year-round that we're putting out information.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's so important, right? Because we talk. We've had other guests on in the government space, and um, I have a school PR background. I was the chief communications officer for a large district here um, as well. And the expectation for how often you communicate is. 24 7. Oh, there's, absolutely. There's not that gap. And so I know when we're talking to folks at the county or any of the other quasi governmental um, agencies that our members are a part of, it's it's no longer something you can just do on occasion. It's got to be full rotation because that's what ex- that's what our expectations are as, as a community. Right.
1: So last week, I had the opportunity to talk about disaster communications at the County Judges Hurricane Conference. And one of the things that I talked about was that expectation. Mm -hmm. And what we found is that the public looks to us for information. And we want to be the source of information because we know how misinformation can run rampant, especially in the public sector, especially in government. And if we're not constantly providing information and constantly sharing updates on what we're doing, they'll look somewhere else. And that's That's right information comes into play. And for my role, which does kind of have a background in disaster, it can be life-threatening. If you're not following the correct channels for information, if we're not putting information out often enough to know or to be at the forefront, then it could be dangerous for people. And so you're absolutely right. People expect information from us around the clock.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, it sounds like you're doing a fantastic job. Now, do you ever get an opportunity to connect with other PRSA members? Um, I I know there are folks that live out that way and work out that way. Um, So how often do you get a chance to connect?
1: Yeah, so I try to connect as often as I can. Um, I really believe in networking. I believe in learning from others. I believe that I don't have to recreate the wheel. That's right. (laughs) Because one of the most wonderful things about this field of work that we're always willing to share tactics and and tools and tips with each other. So I try to network as often as I can. Um, Because I'm kind of rural, I don't have As much of an opportunity to formally connect, but I, you know, I read through the message boards and I try to be involved in that and then connect with professionals in my field. Um, Like you said, we do have some members out this way that I try to work with as often as I can and bounce ideas off of and that collaborative nature and those partnerships are so helpful to me in the work that I do.
0: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I'm sure. Well, Samantha, how can people connect with you? Do, are you on LinkedIn? What are some ways that people can just keep you in their circle and add you to their list whenever they've got a question? Sure.
1: Yeah. So I am on LinkedIn under Samantha Humphrey, um, but people are always welcome to reach out to me uh, via email, which is just my first initial last name. So Humphrey at chamberstx.gov. Um, I'm usually around at different conferences. I go to a lot of um, disaster-related conferences because, again, that's kind of the backbone of what I started out doing as a PIO. Um, I also go to economic development and grant management conferences. And, again, small jurisdictions know that a lot of these people are likely running in similar circles. So uh, I invite anybody to come up and say hello to me, and I'd like to connect as often as I can with as many people
0: as I can. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us on PRSA, Samantha. It was great having you. And I look forward to meeting you in person soon. Sounds great. Thank you so much. You bet. All right. Make sure you connect with Samantha Humphrey. Her contact information will be in the show notes. PRSA is all about connecting our members so that we've got resources and we can reach out to folks whenever we need tips or advice or just some thought partnering. So make sure you connect. With that, we will wrap up this episode and we will catch you next time.